years of pitfall. Yeah. Is that as we're owning our own things, we try to then bring the other person's <laughs> yeah. stuff yeah. into the mix of it. Well, yes, I did this, but you should have seen what your mom did or yeah. you should have seen yeah. what your dad yeah. did. And, then they started, and it's not about that. No. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another Family Care Learning Podcast. My name is Brandon Jones, and I'm one of the directors of clinical services at Arizona Family Counseling and Christian Family Care. We are working on this uh, podcast series. We're working through this step family, blended family curriculum. And so I have with me Steve, uh, who is one of our therapists, and his wife, Deanna. And they have just poured their hearts, their lives into this curriculum and have helped hundreds and hundreds of families. And so uh, this t today, what we're going to talk about is the G in the merge, uh, the blending or the... Creating a healthy merged family right, curriculum, right, right, right. right? And so uh, the the G is for get ready. Yeah. And so if you haven't checked out the other ones, check out the links below to to kind of catch you up to speed. But Steve and Deanna, what's the get ready about? So get ready is kind of like think of it as more as, as a uh, preparation. Okay. Which get ready? Yeah. Kind of means right, that. Prepare. But yeah. but what what we're doing is we're preparing. Okay. We look at three aspects of preparation that we kind of need to focus in on within step families, preparing for the past, preparing for the present, preparing for the future. Mm. Okay. And Deanna kind of touched on that a little bit in one of the previous podcasts about preparing for the past and how that kind of seems yeah. odd, right? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but that's the, the basics of it right there. Yeah. Yeah. And so can you tell me about what, what does that look like as, as you're trying to prepare for the past? And I know one of the things before I kind of ask kind of have you respond to that, right? Is this, this sense that when we think about our crisis, like the crisis phases that we were just talking about in the previous podcast, right? Like past things can come up and just shake up the family, right? Disregulate them. And it's like, oh my goodness, now this kind of scary, intimidating past thing. And so what, what are some of the things that you all do or kind of talk about in preparing for the past to help families? Well, I think this is probably, since you were talking about it, yeah. it might be a good yeah. one for you to talk about, but I think it's funny because we were just talking off camera before we started filming this particular podcast about the ghosts of Christmas past. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Talking about Scrooge and, and all of that. And that's that's really the kind of the concept actually yeah. of, of talking about this is that there are ghosts in our past. Mm. So yeah. and whether, up. right. And whether those ghosts came about in our first marriage. Yeah. Uh, during the divorce, uh, during the single parent years before yeah. the remarriage took place. Um, and that can be anything from, uh, you know, as seemingly innocent, uh, your mom is just being a jerk. I don't know why she won't give me more time with my own kids. Mm -hmm. yeah. That statement, yeah. yeah, that statement alone can carry with a child three years and years as I'm sure you well know. Yeah. Um, and it's like, Oh, or, you know, your dad is such a creep. Well, if I'm part mom and part dad and yes. I'm half and half, yeah. then I'm half creep. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. that draws on, on, um, our little psyches as we, uh, grow and, yeah. and mature. And so, uh, or it could be as severe as let's say I had an affair mm. during my first marriage Yeah, carried into my second marriage because I married the person I had the affair with. Right. right? Yeah. So that's an, I, that is, um, 
an example of really getting ready to prepare for the past, I'm going to have to own that, right? My part in it. That's not saying I'm 100% wrong. Right. um, But I'm probably going to have a larger percentage of it. Right. Right. And so that is probably going to mean apologizing to my prior spouse, um, apologizing to my children, because not only did I disrespect their other parent, I disrespected them. Uh, It was the cause for the breakup. And not only that, I brought this other person in. Yeah. And you would think that no one would ever bring this up, right? Right. A lot of people have this situation, which is why we said you do have to go back into the past and really apologize or set the story correct or, or bring it up to let them know this could be an issue in the future. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people think too that, you know, oh, this happened when my kids were young. No, they're never going to find out, you know, even the ex, you know, and and maybe, maybe something that they kept hidden and even the ex doesn't even know about it. I I say ex, I I actually prefer to say former spouse, but but even they don't know about it. And we've got this thing hidden, but yet what we've seen is that as kids grow older, they begin to start asking more and more questions. Mm, Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden, their little detective hats go on, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And sure. they get curious. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I just think it's better to be prepared now. Yeah. For things that, you know, maybe my actions in the past, if I can prepare now for when that's going to come up, I just think I'm going to be in a much better place because I'm going to be able to stay regulated. We've talked about regulation and dysregulation yeah. in almost every podcast. I'm going to be able to stay regulated till those during those moments, because when I become dysregulated, that's when it's really going to become an issue. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about, right. What a, right. What a gift to, to be courageous enough to kind of work through and own the mistakes or those past things that you need to own. I think about how many close loved ones or people I work alongside with or people I work with in session that something that they are trying to seal up in their past becomes just a terrifying kind of point, right? Like they're Mm -hmm. just like, I'm going to try to avoid this at all costs. And the cost is so great at trying to avoid it instead of going, Nope, I'm going to own this. I'm going to have the courage to admit it and, and work through that and be prepared Mm -hmm. so that I'm not (laughs) trying to side skirt these different kind of things or kind of working around with my kids when they're poking around and they're asking, how did you meet or what happened? Man, what, well, did you ever struggle with this mom and dad or right? Like it's like, Oh my goodness. Just being able to do to have the courage to do that work is a gift that maybe your children might not ever realize, but it is such, such a, a valuable offering to them just working through that. Absolutely. And you talking about owning your stuff. Yeah. Here's, here's a pitfall. Yeah. Is that as we're owning our own things, we try to then bring the other person's <laughs> Yeah stuff yeah. into the mix of it. Well, yes, I did this, but you should have seen what your mom did or yeah. you should have seen yeah. what your dad yeah. did. And then it's they started and it's not about that. No. Leave the other person's stuff alone. It's yeah. not yours to bring into the mix. Yeah. Only only your own stuff. Deal with that with your children. Right. And make sure that they're age appropriate. 
of mm -hmm. course, right? right? Like, yeah. You... I, I'm not going to talk about serious adult stuff uh, that with with a four or five year old that right. starts asking questions. That's just right. not appropriate. Right. As they get older and they can understand a little bit more, sure, I can I can be a little bit more open. But again, it's opening up about my stuff, not about the other person's not, stuff. Yes. Yeah. I think about that scripture about like take the log out of your own eye mm -hmm. before you start right. talking about a speck, right? It's just, again, it's it's like, that makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> We're examining what we got going on in our own lives and really trying to take care of that, not only for ourselves and the health of the relationship, but also for our children and as, as we kind of guide them. And so it's like, I imagine this can be a heavy, right? Like this can be heavy, mm -hmm. right? Like, and so even thinking about sometimes, for those of you out there that are going, okay, I, I, I need to get ready in my merged family to deal with my past. I can imagine this is a great time to sometimes to have a therapist walk alongside and go, sure. hey, let's make sure, sure we're keeping the right uh, mindset, the right cognitions, right, as we're working through some mm -hmm. of this uh, tough stuff. And so get ready for the past. Get ready for the, the past. past, exactly. Yeah. Then then uh, get ready for the present. Yeah. Okay. Um, you want me to... Take that one because I know ahead, that yeah. you get ready that's for the future. You. That's that's yeah. your bread and butter. I love, right there, I love right? the future. Right. <laughs> um, when it comes to the present, I, I I tend to think think of it in terms of like your legacy. Mm. You know, we all want to leave a, a, a legacy behind, yeah. right? You know, yeah. it could be you know an inheritance for our kids or or what. You know, yeah. a family business, there's different things like that, but leaving a health, the legacy of a healthy family, a healthy merged family. I think that's one of the most important things that you can do. Yeah. And so with this one, preparing for the, for the present or, or getting ready in yeah. preparation for the present. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where we start right there is we look at, well, okay, well, what is, what does it look like to have a good, healthy legacy? Yeah. And so really one of the best places to go to is, is scripture again, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, obviously this material is very scripturally based. Yeah. Uh, so in this part, we, I t t tend to take a look at uh, different key figures of, of scripture mm. and how, what did their legacy look like? Yeah. You know, take a look at Moses. I take a look yeah. at David, Esther. Yeah. Uh, there's just, there's several, about five or six that, that we take a look at cool. and then just talk about them and what their legacy was and how they got there. And, and, and believe me, there's a lot of every one of those, just about there's mistakes that came yes. along with those, Yeah. Right. Yeah. David, for instance, right. right? Yeah. Moses, some, some big yeah. problems that he had yeah. too. Um, but then we culminate with, you know, who's the best example of mm. leaving a good, healthy legacy behind. And that's, that's Jesus himself. Jesus, amen. And so we look to him as, as the, the greatest example of, of what we should be doing. And we look at his life a little bit. Mm. I love that. And just kind of talk about that. And so those are the, the ways that we look at the present. Okay. And, and uh, getting ready in preparation for stuff of the present. I imagine that it's thinking about all the uh, strategic planning and different things that we do even at Christian Family Care to inform how, how we carry out our day, our week, our quarter, right? Like there's something that's so empowering with keeping kind of this legacy in mind or this this overarching goal. And so I love that idea of like, okay, yeah. what's uh, what do I see in Jesus and these other biblical leaders that I want to leave in my own family heritage. I love that, right? Like it, how, exactly. how empowering would that be to cause me to be more intentional with each 
minute, each hour of my life. Uh, Think of the today. generations that it affects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have generations behind you as I affect <clears throat> my children. Yeah. That next generation. Yeah. They in turn affect theirs. How do I want my grandkids to be affected by my own children? Ooh, That's dependent, yeah. that not 100% dependent right. on me, right. but it starts with me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do play a, a role in that. Yeah. Yeah. So the legacy that I leave behind for my kids, they will in turn leave behind for their kids. And so we've had the joy. We've got we've got seven grandchildren with number eight on the way. Oh, and we've cool. gotten to watch that. And we've gotten to see our daughters just become amazing adults, amazing wives, yeah. amazing mothers. Yeah. And we get to see the effect that it plays out on our grandchildren. And hopefully someday, not too soon, <laughs> we'll get to see some yeah. great grandchildren out of this whole thing. Oh, praise so, God. Yeah. I love that, right? The past, right? And you think about there's probably a lot of crises that can come from the past stuff. Sure. But then this feels a little bit more stable when you're kind of thinking about legacy. And so thinking about the last podcast with sure. the phases yeah. and yeah, whatnot, that's... it's just like, okay, now I'm starting to think about and being more intentional about what I'm wanting to leave. And then the future. Yeah. So, what's, so the what's future is fun, right? <laughs> yeah. So oftentimes... I will hear stepmom say, oh, I can't wait till they're 18 and we don't have to do this um, switching at Christmas time or, you know, yeah. I get them every other Thanksgiving. Or my two weeks in the summer or, my two or whatever. Weeks in the, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, they're going to continue living past the age of 18. You're still right. going to have birthday parties. Oh. You're going to have graduations from high school, hopefully college. Yeah. Um, you're going to have uh, weddings. Yeah. Okay. So then when your kids get married, now they have this whole, so if they come from, um, let's say our girls came from uh, a merged family, yeah. but then they had a merged family on their mom's side as yeah. well. And yeah. so that's two sides of the family and it's been working that way. So now they get this husband yeah. who may or may not have two sides of his family right. yeah. and there's yeah. one Christmas once a year. Like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Or who's going to um, get the ticket for the graduation mm. when you only get four of them? Yeah. So it's things like that to be thinking about. And that's where we get to be very creative in our solutions. Right. So I remember somebody came and said, okay, so the kids only getting four tickets for graduation. So the bio parents are going and we're going to let, you know, two of the grandmas go or something Mm -hmm. like that. So the step parents stepped back and one of them um, took a recorder in like the biological parents recorded the whole thing. And then the, um, step parents from the two separate sides of the family actually got a party together. So after the graduation, everybody could oh, come wow. and then watch it together before grad night. And you yeah, know, I love and, that. Right. So it's it, how creative can you get? Yeah. Yeah. But when you think about preparing for the future, you know, uh, this, this whole concept of getting ready, I think one of my favorite parts of this particular class or session is that really we come from the perspective of who's the most important person Mm. at that event. So when you think of a graduation, it's all about the graduate. Yeah. Don't make it about your issues between you and your first spouse. Right. It's yeah. not about that. Yes. It's about the graduates. Celebrate them, leave all the rest of the stuff behind. It's when it comes the to the marriage, yeah. it's about the bride and groom when they get married. Mm. And they're the most important factors. Uh, uh, 
when the when grandchildren come, it's more it's it's again yeah. it's about the parents now. Yeah. And that new baby and celebrate that. But and you don't get to raise behind. the baby, so you don't get to put <laughs> your two cents in and yeah. say you're doing that wrong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But we even talk about you funerals. Know, funerals. As morbid as that sounds, I mean, yeah. there will be a time yeah. when we all are going to pass, right? Yeah. So um, Steve had a mother-in-law, his first mother-in-law, that had passed away, and he was invited to go um, to the funeral. And then that was within the first two years of our marriage, oh, I wow. think. Yeah. And it's like, what do we do with this? Yeah. yeah. Um, but he went. I went with him. And then afterwards, I asked, yeah, if she could come yeah. with yeah. me. I'm not yeah. going to ruffle not, feathers. No, 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 right. no. And and if they would have said no, he would have gone by himself, and I would have been fine with it because it's really not about me not being there as his right. wife. It's not right. my status. It's there's a family in mourning. Yeah. Um, and then we were asked to go to one of the homes of the family afterwards, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I yeah. do? Right. Yeah. And so. This was his family prior to us getting married, right? Yeah. These were his in-laws. And so he kind of went, and I'm really good at acts of service. <laughs> so I was picking up empty plates yeah. and, you know, doing dishes and things like that. And one of the brothers-in-law came up to me and they said, he said, I really appreciate you being here. I know it's wow. got to be really awkward for you. Mm. So it's like, you can always show up and serve. Yeah. 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 It's I, true. And I love, right, again, like, what a gift Thinking again about maybe some of the times in my life with certain events that were being celebrated that there's some pretty negative memories attached to some of those events. And I think that's probably true for a lot of you out there that, that have grown up in a, mm. in a blended family, a step family. And so I, I love that you're, you're taking this curriculum and this, this specific class and going, we can be more intentional about these events that people will probably remember for the majority of their life, if not their entire life. And it's like, if we can protect <laughs> as far as having like any of these kind of negative images or memories along with that, what a gift to, yeah. to give to the, to the kids and those people around. And so, wow. So didn't always do it right. We got right. the funeral one good. That, right. We got yeah. that right, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I imagine, though, right, just even having, again, that time to talk through it. Um, if you can talk through some of that stuff beforehand in the getting ready, right? Yeah. I, you try to negotiate some of that stuff in the midst of a funeral. You've oh, got no. all kinds of crazy emotions. emotional. Right, yeah. right. And so it's just like, what a... What an intentional way to really strengthen a family for these events that, as you say, those things are going to happen. And so thank you again for just sharing uh, just a little bit about what the Merge curriculum is about. And for those of you watching, is if you're kind of working through any of those things, whether it's from your past, current things that are uh, creating difficulty or creating crisis, or even you're anticipating some future stuff um, with loved ones that you really just want to navigate really well. Uh, check out our link below. We have a ton of therapists that would love to help you. Um, Steve is uh, focused with the uh, blended and step families, yeah. as, as you can tell. And so we'd love for you to come check out that website and check out our podcast below. Thanks for joining us.